Welcome to the Elements Podcast for September 2007. Welcome to the Elements Podcast. My name is Joey. And I'm Katie. Today I thought we could talk about urban legends. Now, I know you're probably wondering why a podcast dedicated to money would cover urban legends, but there are actually a lot of urban legends about money. Yeah, some of them are kind of funny, but others can get you into financial trouble if you're not careful. Like our first urban legend. This is the one called the Nigerian Bank Scam. It's usually spread via email or snail mail. And get this, it promises to pay you serious money. The catch? You just have to help a rich foreigner transfer money from their war-torn country into a safe bank account. Yours. There are many variations on this legend, including one that claims a U.S. Army sergeant who found Saddam Hussein's hidden gold wants help keeping it out of insurgents' hands. (laughs) (laughs) This is simply another attempt at identity theft, dressed up with a tempting offer for easy money. Basically, the scammers want your account information, as well as other things like your social security number and driver's license. No matter how tempting it may sound, do not respond to these offers. So if this urban legend teaches us anything, it's that if it's too good to be true, it probably is. I have a feeling all the other urban legends are going to have the same lesson. Yeah, probably. Another urban legend that I heard about is the one that says if you write a check with red ink, it will take the credit union or bank longer to process. The theory is that check imaging machines can't scan red, so they have to do them by hand which means you have a few extra days until the money is deducted from your account. Woohoo! This is totally false. The color of ink you use to write a check doesn't make a difference in the processing. When you write a check, you should always have money in your account or you risk bouncing the check, and that will cost you money. Okay, this next urban legend is really ridiculous. It sounds like a rumor that a conspiracy theory group would start. It says that paying income tax is illegal, and only foreign money is subject to income tax. The legend goes on to say that there is actually a form you can complete to avoid paying income tax, but no one will tell you. Where do these stories come from? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, obviously this legend is completely false. There is no secret form. My suggestion? File your taxes. Even if you're under 18, you may have to file income tax if you have a job and made a certain amount of money. To find out information on filing taxes, you should visit the IRS website or talk to your parents. You may have heard this next urban legend before. Some people say it's better not to sign the back of your credit or debit card, that by leaving off your signature, you'll protect yourself from identity theft. The truth is that if you don't sign the back of your card, there's a chance that your card may not be accepted as payment without a signature. And if your card is stolen, someone else can sign it and start using your card with a perfectly matched signature. So sign your card as soon as you get it. Okay, I have another conspiracy theory type urban legend. Awesome. All right. The claim is that there is a metallic strip embedded in U.S. money that the feds use to track how much money you have. Sounds a bit paranoid to me. Mm -hmm. Right up there with Bigfoot sightings and the Loch Ness Monster. Wait, you don't believe in Bigfoot? (laughs) Okay, you're no fun. (laughs) Anyway, the conspiracy theorists go on to say that the strip can be scanned or beamed from a distant satellite, and the government can quickly see how much money is entering or leaving the country. Wow. Uh, Yeah, this, of course, isn't true. (laughs) According to the Federal Reserve, there is a security thread that is embedded in money, but it's to make counterfeiting money more difficult. 
Which is a good thing because we don't want people counterfeiting money. Yeah, exactly. So all you people out there getting all X-Files on us, just chill out. (laughs) Our last urban legend is about hotel key cards. A few years ago, a rumor circulated that hotel key cards included encrypted information such as your credit card number, as well as your name, phone number, and address. If criminals were able to steal your key card, they'd have access to all your info. This, thankfully, is not true. This legend started a number of years ago when the Pasadena Police Department's fraud detection team was investigating an ID theft case. Unfortunately, details of the case were leaked before the truth came out. And before you knew it, people were freaking out about their key cards. But as we said, there is absolutely no truth to this legend. And now we go from urban legends to... Student Tech. Okay, in today's Student Tech, we're going to talk about Second Life. If you're not familiar with Second Life, it's pretty much a virtual social network, kind of like Facebook meets The Sims in The Matrix. Okay, now I'm not an expert on Second Life, but the thing that interests me is the whole concept of the Second Life economy. Yeah, instead of dollars, you can use lindens to buy virtual items. One dollar equals something like 270 lindens. The way it works is that you use real money to buy lindens, and then you can use lindens to buy things in Second Life, like cool clothes for your avatar or even MP3s. Now, if you're a part of the Second Life community and you're buying something and using lindens, you need to be careful for fraud. Just like in real life, whenever money is involved, they're scammers. There have already been a few cases of people getting ripped off in Second Life. For example, there was a virtual bank called Ginkgo Financial that advertised a virtual savings account where you could earn 40% interest, which is totally unheard of in real life. So naturally, people started buying Lindens and investing in this virtual bank. Now, for whatever reason, the bank claims to be in trouble and they aren't able to give everyone their money back. Real money. Like 740000 in U.S. dollars. Which brings us back to the statement we made at the beginning of the podcast. If it's too good to be true, it probably is. So whether you use Second Life to make friends, explore an alter ego, or just see what all the buzz is about, just be careful not to fall for scams that are designed to take your money. It doesn't matter if it's Second Life or real life. Always be on your guard when it comes to get-rich schemes. And with that, it's time to wrap up this podcast. We invite you to join us again for our next podcast. If you have a topic you'd like us to talk about, email us at feedback at elementspodcast.com. For Elements, this is Joey. And Katie. Saying goodbye. goodbye. The Elements Podcast is designed for information purposes only and is not intended as professional financial advice. Listeners are always encouraged to check and confirm their information with professional sources. The information you have heard in this podcast is the opinion of its authors, and is not necessarily the opinion of your credit union. The Elements Podcast is copyright 2007 by Subcant Inc. All rights reserved. No part of this podcast may be reproduced or transcribed without prior written permission of Subcat Inc.